This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and every profession. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Sometimes we have that nagging inner voice that tells us we can't do something. We can encounter self-doubt. Confidence is something that many people struggle with. Women especially can question themselves. We wanted to discuss a lack of confidence, as that can be a big barrier through life. Natalie Plamondon Thomas is a confidence expert. She's a master life coach and founder and CEO of the Think Yourself Academy and the Think Yourself Academy for Kids. She created the DNA system that helps people find confidence and clarity to unlock their potential. She's been endorsed by Tony Robbins, Jim Britt, and Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. She's inspired over 100,000 audience members over 30 years and empowered thousands of clients. Natalie has some powerful messages, and we're excited to have her on the show. Welcome, Natalie. Hey, Shelly, Kathy. I'm super excited to be with you and all the audience and the woman world warriors that are listening. So hi, everyone. Hey there. We're excited to have you. I love your energy. Yes. (laughs) So Natalie, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a confidence expert. Hmm. Um, So... This is interesting because there was nothing confident about me. Uh, I I don't know if you've been there before you start a new job. So I'm from a small town in the province of Quebec in Canada. And then I moved to Toronto, big city. And I started working in a gym. And I don't know if you've been there before where you don't know what you're doing. You're brand new. You have no friends. So mm-hmm. how do you yeah. go from, you know, um, begging your boss from pulling your fitness classes from the schedule because there's only two people in them to becoming fitness instructor of the year for Canada less than a year later. So I'll tell you what happened. So the, the gym was introducing a new dance program and I volunteered to be part of the presenting team because people didn't know that, but I have a dance background and I danced uh, for about 10 years in a troupe. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll be part of this demo. So picture yourself, you're on stage, you're in front of 150 other instructors. They're so much better than you and you're very intimidated, but you're giving it. Uh, uh, and then you know you got it you know because you see all the faces turning towards you with a shocked look on their face because they had no idea you could dance like that so I don't know what it would do for you but for me it made a huge difference I started strutting in the gym putting my hand up to be team leader my classes became packed and then a few months later, somebody corners me in the change room and says, Natalie, we're very impressed by you. You started showing so much confidence 
And even after what happened to you on that day, you acted as if it did not bother you at all. Huh? What was she talking about? <laughs> well, ladies, it turns out I had a wardrobe malfunction that day. Boing! My boob had been sticking out the oh. whole time. <laughs> that is why people I were I looking at me. Awful, but... <laughs> That's why they were looking at me with the shocked look on their face. Not because it was so good. It wasn't your talent. It was your boob. <laughs> and then when she told me, of course, I wanted it to disappear for a second. But it was too late. I was already the queen of the gym, right? <laughs> because I was responding to a different story in my head. Right. And that's yeah. what matters. It depends on the story you respond to in your head. And I realized that my clients, that I, I was personal training as well, fitness and nutrition specialist. So I would teach them what to eat. And then my clients would go home and eat crap. And and so I thought, okay, what, what can I do? And I realized that the successful client they were successful not because I was giving them a better kale salad recipe or because I was showing them a better way to squat. It was because their mind would change because they would change their mindset and their limiting beliefs about themselves, thinking that, oh, exercise is hard. I'm not good enough. Oh, and when I lose weight, I always gain it back. You have to get rid of all this, these stories in your head because that's what it makes a difference. So I realized I need to learn how to do that. It's good to make people exercise and eat well, but how can I change their mind? So I dug into neuroscience and I spent the last 15 years studying how the brain works and how to make it work better for you. So I created a system and that's the system that I shared in my 17 books and, and my 22 online courses and on stages around the world. And of course, one-on-one -on -one with my clients. So now I've learned how to change the story inside our head and and it's like brain one-on-one, like how to make it work for you, really. So what exactly happens in the brain when we go, I can't do this? What happens there? So let's let's talk about the brain. Um, so I'll talk about the logical mind and the unconscious mind. So mm -hmm. the logical mind is that that voice inside your head that's um it can handle five to nine things at once. So that's cool. You know, like you can go grocery shopping at the same time that that you are on your cell phone in a meeting and then you grab a can of soup on special with one hand, keep your your your, ch your child from falling off the cart with the other hand and still you notice the guy in the back of the store checking the girl in blue in the seafood department. Like you can <laughs> notice all this at the same time, you know, like we multitask. Sure. So that's cool. That's your logical mind. But have you ever noticed, let's say you're going to a new address, you're driving, it's a beautiful day, maybe Kathy in California by the beach and the windows are down, music is on, and then you get closer to that new address. So you have to slow down and you start looking at the numbers on the houses. Have you ever caught yourself having to lower the volume of the music? Yes. I yes. My mother <laughs> yeah. used to do that. And then I started doing it as an adult going... Uh-oh. <laughs> what? Why? Right? Because yeah. five to nine pieces of information is not that great after all. You have the foot on the brake, the foot on the accelerator, the red light ahead, the kid that's about to cross the street, the lady that may cut, cut you off. And then there's the dude in his car next to you winking at you. Gross. So when you add looking at the numbers on the houses, the music becomes the one too many. 
five to nine pieces of information is not that great after all. The logical mind is very restricted, really. And research shows that 70% of our thoughts are negative. So living at a logical level is not that great, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're, you have your goal, you have your objective, and maybe um, you want to get healthier or whatever. And then you have your goal and you say, okay, now I'm going to say no to, to people. And instead of taking car, care of the whole world, I'm going to think about me or I want to grow my career. I'm an entrepreneur and I want to build my business. So, and, and I have to post on social media oh, and I need to start a podcast. So, oh, and, and, and also I want to take care of my kids and take them to, to sports and, and activities in between my meetings. And then at night, you're so exhausted that you had decided to get back in shape, but you haven't used your membership for at the gym for three months because at the end of the day, Netflix with a bottle of wine sounds a lot better. So you are trying to go really hard towards your goal, but it's like you're in an aircraft that's going the opposite, the opposite direction. You're trying to go to New York City, but you're in the aircraft that's going to California. It's never going to work if you're staying in that aircraft. That's living at a logical level is is staying in that aircraft. So people ask me, okay, okay, so how do I get off that aircraft? I say, no, stay on the aircraft, but talk to the pilot and say, hey, ma'am, pilot, I would like to turn around. This is where I want to go. Could you, do you mind turning around? Because that's where I want to go. Like, imagine how much faster it's going to go when the pilot is on board. So mm -hmm. that pilot is the other part of the brain. And I'm very excited about that. I teach people how to tap into the unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. The unconscious mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information. Wow. The logical mind, five to nine. Unconscious mind, 2.3 million every second. That is where wow. the power is. And I call it your personal assistant. Like you have this personal assistant in your head. That's your pilot. And it's standing there with a notepad, writing down everything that you say or think, and it makes it happen. But the problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror and they say, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed out. I think I'm gaining weight. So then your personal assistant writes it down. Tired, stressed out, gaining weight. I got it. Okay, tired. Oh, I know. I'm going to keep her awake all night. So she's not going to be able to sleep. She's going to be really tired in the morning. Check. Stressed out, stressed out. Oh, I know. I'm going to make her delete a super important appointment in her calendar. Ooh, that's going to be stressful. Check. Gaining <laughs> weight. Oh, easy. I can certainly find a chocolate bar, some chips, or something deep fried for her to eat today. Check. I did my job. So your personal system is constantly listening to everything that you say or think, and it makes it happen. So long story short, to respond to your question, Shelly, you ask, why are we saying these things in our head? Mm -hmm. One, because research showed that 70% of our thoughts are negative. It, 50 to 80,000 thoughts per day means 45 thoughts per minute, 31 of them will be negative. And we respond to these negative stories in our head, but we don't talk to others like that though. You don't walk around telling people, oh, hi, oh gosh, you look fat in these jeans. Oh, you're starting a business? Oh, it's never gonna work, you're not good enough. We don't say that to other people. No, that we might get punched though. in the mouth. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's the way we talk to ourselves though. Yes. We talk to ourselves like that all the time. Oh, I look so fat in this. Oh, I'm not good enough, it's never gonna work. So what we need 
is to make sure that the personal assistant knows what we want and it will feed us with thoughts to support what's on the notepad. So we need to tell our personal assistant what we want. And most people keep saying what they don't want. It would be like hiring a contractor and say, can you paint my kitchen? Not blue. Huh? Well, what color do you want it? Not blue. Like, yeah. And we say that. We say to our personal assistant, my, cl my client do this. They, they hire me and they say, Natalie, help me. I don't want to be stressed anymore. I don't want to be rushing everywhere. I don't want to be impatient with my kids. And I don't want to be broke. Personal assistant writes it down. Stress, rush, impatient, broke. I got this. I'm going to feed her thoughts to fit with this list that she gave me. So we need to know what we want. And that's the, that the first part of my system, the DNA system that I that I rec recognize for internationally is that the, the three step in order for our brain to support us for that logical mind to just do their five to nine things at a time while the unconscious mind, the 2.3 million pieces of information every second, the most powerful and complex structure of the universe does the magic for us because it's well-programmed with exactly what we want. And we need to say to that personal assistant in our head what we want and not what we don't want. Like Let's, let's close our eyes for a second, except if you're driving. So if you're driving right now, <laughs> listen to this, keep your eyes open, <laughs> hands on the wheel. Now, if you are listening to this and you are able to close your eyes, close your eyes for a second. And with your eyes closed, do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. Do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. And you can reopen your eyes. Did you see it? Yep. 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 <laughs> if I said do not. I said do not. And people I know. say that. I don't want to be. Well, it's too late. Your brain has to process the whole information before it can negate it. And by then, it's too late. It's already on the notepad. So we have to say what we want. We have to, to tell our personal assistant. So, and, and people do that. So that's the first part of the, the DNA system. This D for desire. So you need to say what you want. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're talking with Natalie Plamondon Thomas. She's a confidence expert endorsed by people like Tony Robbins. She teaches people how to tap into their unconscious mind and build their inner confidence to harness their true potential. We've been discussing her DNA system that helps people find that potential. There are various steps to that system. Natalie, I find this so intriguing. What else is involved in your DNA system? You have potentially done a list of what you want. And, you know, as, as a teenager, we make a list of the man we want to meet or the spouse that we want to meet one day. And we make this list or whatever. Um, 
people do um, the smart goal. You might have heard of smart goals, specific, measurable, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. Or you mm-hmm. do a vision board. A lot of people make a vision board, which is great. And it, it's all amazing. You have to do that. You have to know what you want. That's the first step. But it's not the end of it all. It's only the first step. If you're doing a kitchen renovation, let's say you decide what you want. So the first step will be to take a folder. And in that folder, you're going to put samples of these cupboards, sample of the backsplash. You want this countertop, this hardwood floor, the paint chip that you will want the color on the wall. You put all that in a folder. This is a great first step, just like a vision board is amazing. But it's not the end of it all. You cannot invite anybody in your folder. You can't cook in that folder. It's a folder. It's not a kitchen, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like a vision board is like if if it was enough to just do the vision board, it's okay. I got my vision board. So why don't I have a Mercedes Benz? And why don't I drink martinis on a deserted island right now? Because I have the vision board. Well, it, it, it's just the first step. You know what you want. And the problem is that people take that list And they try to go to step number three right away. The A of the DNA system stands for actualize. So they try to actualize their desire. So you try to implement these new good habits in your life. You're trying to make some changes. You're trying to do things differently. And, And this is all great because the actualize portion, the step number three, is very important as well. We have to do that. But people go straight to it from step one to step three. It's like trying to put all your new cupboards over top of the existing cupboards in your kitchen. You're trying to put the island over top of the existing island. It's not going to work. Right. So guess hmm. what step two is, right? You need yeah. to gut out the old kitchen. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to- absolutely. Yeah. Get rid of all the things that are in the way, the old stuff. Get rid of the limiting beliefs. Get rid of the negative self-talk, the bad habits, all anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, past trauma, all the things that is holding you back. That is the end of the DNA system, new you. You have to get rid of what's holding you back. Gut out the old kitchen. So that is this. that's what I do. That's what I specialize in. Step number two, you need to get rid of whatever is holding you back. So I specialize in finding it. In one conversation, I can tell somebody this is exactly, if I was a brain dentist, I could find the cavities and say, ah, we just found the cavities. And then we do the filling and then the person is good to go because it, it helps to do your list and your vision board and know what you want. But if you try to install this right away into your life, uh, there's no room. You, you need the second step and always try to figure out what is holding me back? What do I need to get rid of before I can implement something new in my life? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Some people get stuck, though, on negative. It's almost like it's an addiction. They just have yeah. to constantly focus on, oh, my day sucked. It's like, wow, okay. Did you see it was sunny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the first thing that and and I'll I'll equip you right now with a few things. So there is a two-step technique that I that I will tell you right now, but let's talk about the other people around you first. Mm-hmm. Um the first thing that you want to ask them, this is a very powerful question. 
what would you like instead? What would you like instead? Because the first job uh, when you are friend with somebody or sometimes they are in your life because they are your family and um, with friends, it's a little bit easier what you could say, well, maybe this person is negatively influencing me and sucking the energy out of me. I need to spend less time with them. That's easier to do with friends than it is with family sometimes, sure. right? Yeah. So so our first job and, and interest really, because we love them, is to try to help them. So you could say, one, I was listening to the Live Woman Road Warrior show and this Shelly and Kathy are amazing. And they had this guest, this girl from Canada that could hardly speak English. She had a thick accent, but whatever. I got it that she was talking about this personal assistant in our head. And guess what? What you're saying now is that you're placing an order to your personal assistant. You're telling your personal assistant that you want that. Oh, my gosh. I never knew this before then. So let's try to put the list for your personal assistant of what would you like instead? That's what you want to tell your personal assistant. It's not what you don't want. So we try to help them and educate them with what we just found out today, that there's a super powerful, the most powerful structure of the universe that's working to make their life suck right now. So we need to make sure that that they change what they say to their personal assistant. So we try to help them with that. And once they when they say, oh, my gosh, everybody's out to get me. Well, what would you like instead? Well, I want people to be nice with me. Okay, that's what we're going to put on your personal assistant list. You want people to be nice with you. But usually they will start with, they won't stay right away. I want people to be nice with me. You'll say, I want people to not to be mean. Okay, not mean. It's like not blue for my kitchen. It still doesn't work. Not mean. So what do you want instead of them to be mean? Or what are you going to do about it? put them into solution mode. Um, then there's stressful situation. And I have lots of tools um, for that. I have a, 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 a sheet, um, a PDF that you can download for free of my website called 22 questions. So you go to thinkyourself.com slash 22 questions. And it's 22 questions that you can ask yourself while you're about to freak out <laughs> when you're panicking. So then it helps you calm yourself down and, and helps your personal assistant to to move forward and, and you start being resourceful again and you're not into prefrontal cortex overload, which is the front part of your brain that gets panicky when the button is pushed, when your panic button is, is um, triggered by an event or by something. So our friends, of course, and our family member, we try to help them. Once we've tried everything we could and we realized, you know what, this person is still at this level of their life and they are not wanting to change or to embedder themselves they just want an audience to complain and they want the audience to say oh really that sucks poor you if that's all they want then maybe you move on to the next level of your life you leave them there and then eventually they will grow but we try to do everything we can for them. But at one point, we need to see them less. If they're friends, it's easier. If they're family members, maybe we shorten the time that we see them. Instead of going for dinner with them, we do lunch or coffee. Or, or we skip one out of two. Oh, sorry, I can't make it that day. Darn it. We try to, 
to limit the damage of, of other people because our own brain doesn't know it's not happening to us. So when somebody comes to you and say, oh, there was a guy on the highway today. They cut me off. Is such an imbecile and terrible and what a moron, blah, 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 blah. As they're telling you the story, one, their brain doesn't know it's not happening again. So their brain repollutes them with another shoot of 1400 negative chemicals like cortisol and you're not really resourceful when you're filled with cortisol right and it it, it resends you another another round of these negative chemicals through your bloodstream so that you're feeling even worse second their brain doesn't know it's not happening again so it repollutes them but it also pollutes the person they're talking to so they're polluting you with 1400 chemicals through your bloodstream because your brain doesn't know it's not happening to you because our brain does not know the difference between something that is being told to us or something that's really happening to us. And that's why we're scared when we're watching a vampire movie. We don't, we know that vampires don't exist. You're in your pajamas, safe in your living room, but you're scared or you cry when you watch This Is Us. Like what, like our brain, doesn't know it's not happening for real so it it pollutes us it it brings us to all our um it 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 fills us with cortisol and we are not super resourceful so you need to stay away from these people who will pollute you or you need to interrupt their pattern and say what would you like instead hey guess what if you are repeating this right now, you're polluting yourself. I've learned that you shoot 1,400 chemicals through your bloodstream and you're really not resourceful right now when you're thinking about this. So mm. what are you going to do about it? How, how are you going to fix that? Well, freaking out help. <laughs> and that, the answer is always no. And there's a lot of um, ways we can help them. But at one point, we need to just separate ourselves and say, you know what? I'm the average of the five people that, I'm the closest with Jim Ron said that. And these five people that I spend the most time with, they are either polluting me <laughs> or they are lifting me. And you want to make sure that people around you are lifting you up. And that's why we feel so drained sometimes when sure. you are around negative people is that they are physically like shooting bad chemicals through your bloodstream. I've heard the term emotional vampire. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. You you feel drained. It's like wow, there was a thunderstorm that just went through here, and I got drenched. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a technique that we can use. So when it happens to yourself, or you can use that with your friends as well. So the technique is to interrupt what you just heard in your mind and turn it around. So I'm gonna. First, you may have heard of affirmations because yes. a lot of people do affirmations. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So affirmations don't work if you don't believe them. If there's too big of a disconnect between the reality and your affirmation, it's not going to work. So let's say um, I work with uh, the Think Yourself Wealthy program with people that are in deep financial struggle. And I say, okay. Look in the mirror, put your hands on your hips and say, I am rich. They're like, uh, no, we're not. Or I work with the Think Yourself Healthy program, people that have 200 pounds to lose. I say, okay, look at yourself in the mirror and smile and say, I am thin. The person on the goes, uh, no, we're not. Oh, I know. She must be watching a vampire movie. Vampires don't exist. I'm not writing this down. So we need our personal assistant to listen to us 
So if there's too big of a disconnect, the personal assistant is going to be like, oh, we're dreaming. So here's the technique. Step number one, you repeat what you just heard in the past. So you hear yourself say, oh, I'm so stressed out all the time. And then you are like, oh, I just told my personal assistant I wanted to be stressed out. Wait, don't write this out. I'm going to give you a better statement. First, you say, I used to think that I was always stressed out. You just repeat it in the past. I used to. I used to think I was always stressed out. So your personal assistant is like, oh, yeah, stressed out. I have it on my notepad right here. You're talking to me. What can I do for you? Oh, but wait, why are we talking about this in the past? Are we done with this? Do I scratch that off or what? Perfect. Now we've attracted the attention of our personal assistant because we said, I used to think I was always stressed out. Now it's time to go to step number two. The step number two is a progressive statement. A progressive statement starts with, I am willing to learn or I am in the process of. So you will say, oh, I'm so stressed out all the time. Wait, I used to think I was always stressed out all the time. Now I'm willing to learn how to change that. Now I'm in the process of making sure I'm more calm. Now I am willing to learn how to build myself a balanced life. Now I'm in the process of keeping my 22 question PDF beside me so that I have resources for when I get stressed out or whatever it is. So now you're willing to learn and, and the willing to learn how to change that is, is generic. It fits about anything at all. So you, it fits everything. So if you, you hear yourself say, Oh my gosh, every time I lose weight, I always gain it back. No, you just told your personal assistant you wanted to get it back, right? Because you know what's going to happen, right? If your personal assistant is convinced that every time you lose weight, you will gain it back. And let's say you add on the limiting belief that, oh, exercise is hard. It sucks. I hate it. Or um, the, the, or I'm a sugarholic. Or like there's a lot of things, you know, that, that we tell our personal assistant. So let's say you start exercising, and you actually feel great because it makes me feel it makes you feel really good. And then you actually potentially will start lose weight and you feel stronger. Your personal assistant will go in panic mode and be like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Now she's liking it. She said she wanted to hate it. She's losing all this weight. She said she wanted to be overweight. So what am I, what am I doing wrong? Oh my gosh, what can I do? Oh, I know. I'm going to make her fall on the sidewalk. She's going to hurt herself. She's not going to be able to train anymore. So now she's going to gain all the weight back. Oh, phew, check. I've done my job. No. So we need to make sure the personal assistant is programmed with what we want, right? So we need to tell our personal assistant, scratch that. I used to think that I hated exercise. Now I'm willing to learn how to like it. Now I'm in the process of changing that. Talk about it in the past, progressive statement. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. 
Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're talking with Natalie Plamondon Thomas. She's an internationally known confidence expert. She's explaining how to activate our inner personal assistant to achieve the confidence and goals we have and get away from the negative self-talk that often undermines our success and our goals and our confidence. Her information is really relatable. I know like uh, like in my world of uh, operating the largest equipment in, you know, in the world in, in mining, um, I often, like I just started training on the dozer and, and there's not very many women that do that. It's the biggest uh, dozer in the world. It's, it's the size wow. of a double car garage and uh, it's massive. And so before I, I started training, I was doing my first walk around with the trainer and you look at this piece of equipment and I look at my past life and all my trauma and, you know, all these things, these horrible things that have happened to me. But I also think about how far I've come. And I told my trainer, I said, you know, I said, if I can, because it takes a year to train on this thing. Like they, they put yeah. you through all these different uh, scenarios and tests and it's very demanding and the expectations are high and it's very grueling job. And so I told my trainer, I said, you know, if I can learn to operate this and manage it well in the next year, I can do anything. Because to me, um, to mo- and, and I told I told him, I said, you know, to most men or, or people maybe operating this is like nothing. But for me, it's such a monumental uh, challenge. And, uh, you know, that, that it's kind of like a, a milestone. It represents, hey, man, I did this. Like, I, I just climbed Mount Everest, right? I can do anything. Yes. Well, now, so fast forward, that was six months ago. Fast forward six months now. Well, when I, like when I first started, I was, you know, you have no confidence and you're shaky and you're like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing and I'm looking stupid and blah, blah, blah. But I changed my mindset. I'm like, wait a minute, woman, look at what you're doing. <laughs> You know, you're on mm-hmm. top of a cliff and you're you're backing up with the edge and you're ripping and you're pushing and you're like you're doing all, most people in, in most situations you don't even see. Right. You're, you're kind of doing it in the blind. And so fast forward now, it's like the confidence that this piece of equipment has given me. You can never take that away because it doesn't matter um, what comes along. I consciously know that. A badass like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What I do, and it 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 expands everywhere else. So the minute in in other life, other than mining, I come to like I example. I want to create an online course. I've never done that. I have no idea what I'm doing, and part of my brain is telling me, "What the hell do you know about creating an online course?" And then the other part of me is saying, "Wait a minute. Do you see what you what you can do in life? You can do this." So I'm learning to shift that negative, like kick it out. And then replace it. Well, you know what? You may not know what, how to do it, but you can find out, right? You can figure out like there's resources, there's this, there's that. So I'm trying to replace that automatic negative thought saying, what the hell do you know about doing this, right? So exactly. it, it's, it's self-talk. It's learning sure. to self-talk yourself through these moments. Because I've always said, if you go to somebody else to, to, to help you, like basically you are your own captain, you know, you're, you're of your ship. You have to direct it where you want. Um, I want to create that online course. Well, I need to figure it out how to do it. Nobody else. I mean, sure, you go get the help. 
But if I just sit there and say, oh, I can't do this. Like, I, I don't know what to do. That, well, what am I going to do? Nothing. I'm going to go watch TV. But no, I choose not to be that way. So look at me go. Just wait. <laughs> That's right. Natalie, Absolutely. would you say some of these personal victories that we have help reprogram that personal assistant so it doesn't say, oh, okay, I'm going to undermine you. I'm going to make you not do this. Absolutely. It is um, It is actually module five of the, I, I do have also have a, a children's program. Um, it's the adventures of Captain Vic and Captain Miserable. So it's two pirates. And it's funny because you said you need to be the captain of your own ship, yeah. uh, Kathy. Yeah. So, so you see Captain, the, the cartoons, right? So it's a series of 20 different cartoons and then Captain Vic goes around the island and um, well, it starts always with Captain Miserable. So we see the Captain Miserable first going around the island. So oh, there's a lot of rocks around this island. Well, I need, I hope that I don't hit the rocks. So then his parrot repeats, ah, hit the rocks, ah, hit the rocks. And of course he hits the rocks, right? Mm. Then Captain Vic does the same uh, animation. So then they watch the next video and then the next video is Captain Vic saying, oh, there's a lot of rocks around the island. I need to steer away from the rocks. So then the parrot goes, ah, away from the rocks. So then he steers away from the rocks. And in module five, we show them, well, module four, we show them perseverance, which is um, trying to understand that the first time you will do something, it may not work. You might need to practice. And then Captain Vic tries to learn how to play the harmonica. And then it sucks in the beginning and it's awful. But he perseveres where Captain Miserable just gives up and says, I can do this. I'm not good. Right. And I'm never going to try again. So after the perseverance, step five is the inner victory. It's to understand that everything that you've done in the past helps you understanding that you are able to learn. So when you think about the stages of learning, and that's exactly what you described at the beginning, Kathy, when you were saying, well, it took me six months and now I'm much farther. So when when you start with the first stage of learning is you're unconsciously incompetent. So maybe you had never even heard about this machine before. So you were not good at it. You were not able to drive it, but you didn't even know it existed. So mm -hmm. you're unconsciously incompetent. You don't know it's a thing and you don't know that it exists. And maybe before today, if you're listening to our podcast today and you're thinking, I didn't even know that I could do that, that I could control my mind. So you were not good at it, but you were unconsciously not good at it because you didn't, you didn't even know it was not, it was a thing. Then you move into stage two where you learn that there's such a machine that could be driven. You're still not good at it. So now you're consciously incompetent. So you're consciously not good at it. You know it exists, but you're not good at it because you don't know how. Then you step into the third level, which is consciously competent. So you started driving it and then you needed, you were really slow and then you needed to pay attention and maybe follow the instruction. And what do I do after I have to press the ignition button and then I need to do this. And, and when you are going to start attaching your mental negative self-thought, you might say, okay, wait, where's my technique? You're going to go download it on my website, thinkyourself.com slash Either you can download the the positive, the the confidence guide. So thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide. The technique is in there. Or the uh, 
thinkyourself.com slash two-step technique. So you will take your sheet of paper and you will say, okay, I just had a negative self-talk. What do I do again? Okay, first step. I need to talk about it in the past. I used to. Okay, I used to think that exercise was hard. Okay, step number two, what is it again? Uh, oh, progressive statement. That's what it says here on the sheet. Uh, I am willing to learn how to change that. Okay, so now you're consciously competent. You can do it, but you really have to think about it. And then the last stage of learning, and that's where you're at now, Kathy, with the mm -hmm. huge heavy machinery, is now you're unconsciously competent. You don't have to think about it anymore. Like when somebody tells me, oh, Natalie, don't forget to bring this folder tomorrow. Immediately, I turn around and I say, oh, yeah, I'll remember it. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't respond to don't forget. I, I immediately change it for, oh, no, I, yes, I will remember it. Or somebody says, oh, don't fall. Yeah, I'll be careful. I, I, I don't, I don't have to think about it that I'm unconsciously competent I don't have to think about it if I hear I do hear negative self-talks because a lot of people ask me do you of course yeah 85% of people lack of self-confidence in at least one area of their life especially especially when we face change and sure. have we faced change or not in the past three years right like oh man yeah oh, goodness. yeah oh my we have we ever <laughs> faced change right like the industries closed and then they reopen and then they closed again and then they reopen. But at what mm -hmm. cost? We started bathing in hand sanitizers. Some of us have more alcohol on the outside of our body than on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We became yeah. full-time cleaners and then plexiglass mania, like there was plexiglass everywhere. One-way directional stickers that most people completely ignored, which created a, a fight with Miss Bolton on aisle five at the grocery store because people were not <laughs> following the directional stickers. There's the big toilet paper rush of 2020. Oh, man. Had, yeah. Right? We <laughs> had to deal with all of this without breathing, with a mask. Yeah, breathing mm. is overrated, right? Then <laughs> we had to reorganize our living rooms for for the online stuff, right? Our whole space needed to, to go and some people didn't know we could see them. So we saw some very weird stuff on Zoom, right? We heard stuff we shouldn't have because they took their laptop to the bathroom and oh, they shouldn't have, yes. oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fun times, like we, and, and as fast as things are going right now, they will never be this slow again. It's just going to get faster. There will be more change. So I cannot give you a magic wand to stop the change, but I can show you how to be at your best so that when the change is happening anyway and all this stuff is happening, you can have ask access to your best self because we're not resourceful when the panic button is deep down. So we need to get rid of that panic button. We need to get rid of, of this of the stress by controlling our own emotions sure. and how we do it how we do this is by one we need to use that two-step technique and say okay i used to think that now i'm willing to learn but in the event while it's happening you could use the 22 questions that i mentioned um, the number one question is trying to figure out how is that making you grow what is your learning because uh, an emotion, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, any event that happens to you, even terrible events, they they are just delivery truck. Like anger or fear is your ally. 
it's like a delivery truck bringing you a package. But the problem is fear shows up in your life and you don't open the door to receive the package because you're in front of your audience. So you're smiling and you say, oh, everything is fine. Everything is good. And then you're in front of friends and you know them, but they're not the close friends, you know, but so you're smiling and you're saying, oh, everything is fine. And then your kids are asking, are you okay, mommy? Oh yeah, mommy's fine. Everything is fine. So you don't open the door for the package. So the truck stays in your driveway and you continue to be afraid. You continue to be angry. The goal, the only goal of this emotion is to deliver a package to you, to bring you a positive learning. The positive learning is what are you learning? How is this making you grow? That's it. That's the only reason why this thing is happening is for you to open the package. So open the door and say, what am I learning? How is this making me grow? It's it's This thing right now is taking me to the next level of my life. How is this making me grow? And your prefrontal cortex, that's the front part of your brain where the emotions are created, is overwhelmed right now. You're in prefrontal cortex overload. You're angry and you're so upset or you're so afraid and you're panicking and you have anxiety. Well, good news is the brain does not know the difference between anxiety and excitement. But if it says, if you decide it's anxiety, you're going to shoot that 1400 chemicals through your bloodstream and pollute you and slow you down like cortisol. If you decide it's excitement and you say, oh, I'm feeling like this again. Oh my gosh. Wait, what am I learning? How is this making you grow? Oh, cool. I'm receiving a package. Nice. I have a truck in my driveway bringing me a gift. What is my gift? And you go in curiosity mode, enthusiasm. And you say, what am I learning? Cool. I'm getting to the next level of my life. I'm going to get better at something. That's awesome. When you started driving the big machinery, Kathy, you must have been like, oh, so overwhelming. And then you're like, cool, I'm going to get good at this. I'm going to get better at this. I can do this. And if you go with enthusiasm, and that's probably how you manage is by being excited about it and say, I'll get this. I'm going to, it's going to make me grow. When you go into enthusiasm, you learn. So what am I learning? How is this making me grow? Because an emotion is designed to last 30 to 90 seconds. An emotional loop lasts 30 to 90 seconds. You see this Mm -hmm. in children. They're super happy, they're smiling, then it's temper tantrum, and then they're happy again 90 seconds later. An emotion lasts 30 to 90 seconds, and then we exit the loop. But as we age, the truck stays in the driveway, and then we go through another loop, and another loop, and another loop. I have helped people that have been stuck for years, angry, like their whole life's up. Everybody's there to get them. It's 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 awful, and things mm. do happen to them, and 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 you you know like those horror stories that you hear. Oh, and then my cousin got hit, and then my dog died, and then this, and then that, and then this, because all they do is looking at all the stuff that is going wrong in their life, and they they cannot pay attention to what's good because they are stuck in these emotional loops that life sucks. Sure. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up.
Kelly DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're talking with Natalie Plamondon Thomas, who's a confidence expert. She's telling us how you can achieve confidence by changing the negative voice inside your head. Natalie's been endorsed by Tony Robbins, Jim Britt, and Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. She's inspired over 100,000 audience members over 30 years and empowered thousands of clients. She really is amazing. You mm-hmm. have some tremendous messages here, Natalie, and you also help people with PTSD, which is terrific. Yes. Where do people find you? Do you uh, work with people online? Yes, absolutely. So I have um, clients everywhere. So my email is Natalie with an H, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E, at thinkyourself.com. Or you can just go on my website, thinkyourself.com. You can click on speaking if you want me to come and speak in your organization or coaching if you want us to work one-on-one. Uh, I have clients everywhere. I have clients in the UK. I have clients in the States, clients in Canada, clients in Mykonos <laughs> because it's all online. So it's very easy for us. And I'm I'm very happy, um, Shelly and Kathy, to offer your audience a free 15-minute virtual coffee just to have a quick chat if there's anything. So you would go to thinkistop.com slash schedule and then you book a free virtual coffee. I'm happy to offer that to anybody who... Um, who's listening and would like to just have a quick conversation. It's pretty uh, fast with the transformational processes that I use. Um, You say, you did mention, uh, Shelly, I do work with PTSD. So I work with army vets, with people that have been abused, past trauma. Uh, It's a new revolutionary uh, protocol. It's a uh, multiple steps system, but in five hours, we're done. There's no more flashback, no more nightmares. Some wow. people have been living with wow. this for years and there's nobody in the actual, the division of veteran affairs in the United States is now using the RTM protocol um, and funding uh, any army vet that want to be trained. We just trained 24 people in the Ukraine as well with the uh, RTM protocol um, process so that they can uh, work with people that are going through what's going on. It's it's a researched uh, science-based protocol. It, it works at 93% of the time. 
with uh, with people that we are administering it to. It for me, my rate so far. I've only been doing this for three years. This specific protocol is a hundred percent. I've had a hundred percent. Uh, success rate, people that had either car accident, motorcycling accident, um, young men that had a very bad childhood kept having flashbacks. I've helped an army vet. I've helped so many women that have been in abusive relationships. Um, a woman, her daughter was kidnapped. Uh, like there's so many things that can happen to us that will be bigger mm-hmm. trigger than a simple event. So, and we don't need to have been in a house on fire to be diagnosed with PTSD. Just so you know, there are little things sometimes. And I've uh, diagnosed uh, a lady, th- th- there's a quick form that we can fill. We could, You could just book a free 15 minutes with me just to fill out the PSSI-5, which is the name of the form where we we will calculate your subjective units of distress. So we would know the score with a number on how you score and if you do have PTSD with whatever that happened to you that you keep rethinking of, um, if you feel more startled easily, if you feel that um, you're always looking who's around or if there are some things that you're avoiding, some places you're avoiding since something happened to you, you may have PTSD without knowing. So I'm happy to just do the free assessment for you just so we know, right? Like some people think they do and then we do the PSSI-5 and they're like, well, I, I I thought I did, but I don't. Or, oh my gosh, I've got a score of 48 or whatever. And I didn't know it was that bad or, right? So it's just an interesting piece of information to know um, where we stand. And then to know that there is a very easy um, protocol that we can do that is is quite light uh, compared to uh, any other technique that, that I know of for for PTSD and trauma. I don't have a couch with a Kleenex box where you will lay there and open your heart and relive your experience 50,000 times because like I said, your brain won't know it's not happening again and it it will repollute you. And then my brain won't know that it's not happening to me and it will pollute me with that story. So there's not going to be any of that (laughs) because that's not how the process works. That's not how we move forward. You are a wealth of information. I could talk to you for a couple hours here uh, with all of your insights. Yeah. It's terrific. <laughs> where, where do people find you again? Yeah, thinkyourself.com. That's okay. probably the easiest uh, the easiest way. Or on social media, I'm Natalie P. Think Yourself or Natalie Plamolo Thomas. That's so hard to pronounce. Just go on my website, thinkyourself.com. Much easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has been terrific. I- I'm so glad you were on the show. Mom. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. You are a power duo. Thank you, Natalie. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. We appreciate it. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. <laughs>